is not on because of this one. Mm. Ah. I think it's not plugged properly. Ah, okay. I see. So I should not touch it. Eh? Hmm. So I should not be like the Italians, no? They speak with their hands. <laughs> so there were a few questions, and uh, will not uh, like when we are meeting like this. It's mostly to. To, to clarify the practice, so I will try to, to see the questions that are pertinent to our practice, huh? the, the questions that may help you to understand uh, better the practice. Some of the questions may be uh, replied later, huh? when the opportunity comes, when these topics uh, could be uh, incorporated into a talk or into another series of questions, then we will... then we will deal with them. Huh? So tonight, just a few questions, but they, I think they are the, the, the show, I hope that they will be able to clarify the, the points. So first one is the, yesterday I mentioned about the simile. I think it's not, I think the, the, the connection is not very good here. But if you touch it, yes, you have to, you have to fix it properly. Yeah. Okay, good. So now it's off. Is it? Ah, oh, no, it's on. Okay. So yesterday there was a, a question about the simile of the ocean, and someone wanted the, the, the quotation. It is in the Anguttara Nikaya, and if you take the Bhikkhu Bodhi's translation in the library, it is at the page uh, uh, 1142. Uh, maybe I will post it. If you forget, I will, I will just uh, hang it on the, in the wall. In, on the uh, on the black on the whiteboard there. So yesterday, the 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 the, the main point that I try to convey is about how do we guard the sense faculties, since the sense faculties guarding the sense doors are part of the gradual training, so where is it fitting in our practice? And how is that practice different than other processes that, 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 we, that we come across when we are practicing more precise meditation, like samatha or vipassana? What is the difference? So, yesterday there were four, three, three, three or four similes that I gave. So just to remind, so the question is about that, no? So the first simile, that was given was about uh, actually it's not disorder. It was about uh, when we see something, when there is a when there is a, a sight or a form. Huh? So when there is a sight and a form, you know, from a visual object, then uh, we see that the, the mind 
he does not go after it by way of uh, greed or hatred. No? You, you, you get the point, no? So we don't get, if we, if we see something, then we don't get greedy, we don't get covet, covetous, or, or we, don't, we don't develop a kind of uh, aversion type of mind. So we have to know the mind to some extent. Hmm? But before I go on with the, the examples, Maybe we should understand, or you should remind yourself, because you probably know, that uh, our consciousness is happening. So for consciousness to happen, three things need to be there. That means we need the senses, obje the sense object. So that means for, this, for the eye consciousness to occur, we need the, 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 the visual object, we need the eye, the sense faculty, and then we need the consciousness of it. So when these three things come together, this is called the contact. So with the ear, it's the same thing. We have the sound, we have the, the ear sensitivity, and then there is ear consciousness. And the three of them put together is what is called contact, passe. So the same thing with the, these uh, other uh, sense faculties, that means the nose, the smell, and the, sm the smell consciousness, the taste, the object of taste, uh, and the, 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 the consciousness of the taste. And, and also with the body, we have the, the, the body sensitivity, the body, or the body sensitivity, and then all the objects that are coming into contact <laughs> with uh, uh, our body, and the body consciousness. So three, three things are happening with six sense doors. If we are adding also the mind, so the mind also is a sense door. So for the mind consciousness to arise, we need the mind object, we need the consciousness itself, and, uh, and then that's enough. So, so the contact, the, the mind base that is uh, the mind, the, we need the mind base, the mind object, and then the consciousness of it. So, uh, so this is the principle no? for consciousness to arise. So now we go back to the simile. And uh, the first simile is uh, not the simile, but uh, the first uh, example that is given uh, in general is that uh, if there is a sight, you just have the side, there is no uh, you know, greed or hatred that is uh, coming together with that. That means you don't follow the object with your mind. You just, you just remain with the impact. And then the same thing with the, the other four physical senses and also with the mind. If there is thinking, if you have an object on your mind, you are just aware <laughs> that now there is thinking and or now there is just a, a mental object that is occurring with the mind. You don't feed it but you are very much aware of what, is, of what is happening. So because of that awareness, there is also the possibility to make a discrimination. It's like if you are watching a child, huh? so as long as you are watching the child, the child will be well-behaved. No? But if you don't watch the child, then he will just go, so now Nanny is not there anymore, and then <laughs> he will go to, to, to make all kinds of things that may not be suitable. So our mind is the same. We 
when we don't watch the, the, the impact, when we don't watch the sense doors, when we don't guard the sense door, then the mind is just distracted and then goes here and then goes there and then fancy about all kinds of things and then we get lost. We just lose the mental uh, <laughs> togetherness because we, the mind just goes everywhere. So, uh, the, 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 first, the first example is that uh, just when there is uh, the object themselves, then you, are, you, you just see that uh, uh, nothing uh, unskillful is entering your mind. This is like I like to give a, also a simile for that, uh, for that uh, thing is that uh, it is like uh, when you play hockey, you know, even ladies are playing hockey, so you have the goaler. Huh? So y there is the goaler, huh? and then the goal is there. Huh? It's correct. So uh, the goaler is there, and then he is always watching for the puck. So the puck is just shoot here and then took and then took. Huh? So the job of the goaler is not to analyze anything. He's just there, and then <laughs> his job is to stop the puck getting inside the goal. Huh? So the goal actually is our mind, and we are aware of the objects very much, but we don't let the interpretation of false interpretations of objects that are going to make unskillful states of mind arise. So that means we don't, we are very careful about that. No? So it's just a general <laughs> kind of awareness. It's a general mindfulness, if we can say, with a, we, we, with a certain type of discrimination. So with this example also, we can see that uh, the, the example that I gave at the end, in the scene, only the scene, in the herd, only the herd, etc. That means you just see you just hear, you just feel the touch, you just taste, and it is simple as that. The mind is not lost into uh, something else, into false interpretation and all kinds of stories, no commentary. The second, the second simile that I gave, it was about uh, someone who wants to, uh, oh no, then I will, I will go with the, with the, the six animals. Huh? So I said that uh, another way to keep uh, restraining or to keep guarding the sense faculties was like uh, uh, you tie the six animals. Also, you have the six animals, they all want to, to pull you in this direction and then in that direction. Huh? So uh, the idea is that uh, if you fix a post, then uh, then the animals are not going to, 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 to go away, but uh, they are going to stay around the post. And the post actually is the body, huh? the, uh, the body itself. So now I come back like, uh, to say what is the difference with these two similes. In the, first, in, in, in the first example that I just uh, gave about the goaler, uh, you just stop the senses, is that uh, the mind is, is aware of the object themselves. That's all. In a very general way. 
You don't need to be aware of the senses. You are just aware there is a sound. You are just aware there is the touch. You are just aware there is a flavor like that. You don't need to be aware of the body senses, of the body, uh, you know, the, the ear and everything. You are just aware of one uh, object. Uh, and then the fact of being aware of that uh, sense object will also make you aware of how your mind is proceeding it. Uh, so just by being aware of the senses. But with the simile of the post and the animals, you are not necessarily aware of the objects towards which the animals are pulling you, but you are aware of the body itself. So uh, you see we have the like the, the, the what is making consciousness to arise, the, the, the senses, the objects, the six objects, and, uh, and the consciousness. So the first simile, you are aware of the object. So the mind is just aware of the object, and then by keeping your attention on these objects, you stop the mind from wandering in uh, useless places, in harmful places. But uh, when you are aware of the body itself, instead of being aware of the objects, then the mind also, by being aware of the body itself, is aware somehow to the, to the, to the sense doors that are related to the body. So the fact of having the mind directed towards the, the body stops it from going in a useless uh, uh, thing. No? And then, then the third method that I also gave is that uh, uh, if someone wants to catch the lizard that, that has gone into an anthill, then he should close the five holes and then only watch one hole. So, and then the one hole that has to be closed is the mind door. Uh, no, no, you close the five sense door and then you are aware you put your attention on the mind door and then and then there you are able to catch the mind so uh, so again we have the we have the senses the the, the sense faculties that like the, the the body sensitivity of these uh, sense faculties we have the sense object and then we have the mind so we have seen in the first simile, you give attention to the objects. Huh? And then the mind is guarded because you are very much aware of the, 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 of the objects themselves. So the mind does not get distracted. The second simile, you are aware of the body. So by being aware of the body, then you are very much aware of the mind because the mind has a kind of, uh, you, a kind of reference. The mind is being occupied with, with, with the body itself. So it is not, when there is a, 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 a sense impact, then because the mind is very attentive to the, to, to the body, it will not go outside and run towards these objects. And also it will protect the mind because the object of uh, mindfulness of the body is a way to, to, to keep the mind stable without being uh, distracted. But with the third method of the lizard going into the anthill, then instead of watching the objects or instead of watching the, 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 the body senses, you are watching the, 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 the mind door. You are, you are watching the mind itself. 
So this is a little bit more difficult, but the, princip the principle is the same. That means you don't care about the body, you don't care about the objects, you just care about the mind. So you see how the mind is processing all these things, and then you are very attentive just to the mental happening. So the fact of being attentive to the, the, the mental dynamic, then, then you are also able to guard the mind against uh, going into useless uh, uh, field of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of proliferation, of uh, unskillful states of mind. Is that, is it understood? Huh? You please, it is important if you don't understand, if I am not clear, and I am not clear, huh? so you please say what, what is not clear. Is it clear enough? Oh, it's clear enough, okay. So then the question is that uh, if we practice these methods, should we decide to use one of them at a time and slide it? And, uh, and, and stay with it for a certain time in order to become skillful? Or can they be used alternately according to conditions, according to mind states, whenever it seems uh, good to use them? So the point is to be aware of, uh, we are actually guarding the mind. So the guard, we are guarding the mind itself. So whatever method is uh, fit for you to be aware that the mind is not sliding into unskillful states of mind, this is the good method. But also the approach that we have in the aspect of uh, guarding the, the sense or guarding the sense door is that uh, the awareness is very general. It is very general. So you don't look specifically at the sense doors. You don't look, you don't go and analyze in details the objects. You are just aware of the quality of mind and then the impact that uh, these sense objects are having on, on the mind. Just in order to protect your mind from, from, from going astray. So another question is, re is related to the, the, the practice of the four element meditation that, uh, that can be done huh? and that somebody, some of you have started to do is that uh, the four element meditation is actually uh, meditation on the physical phenomena, on the physical aspects of uh, of phenomena, and then we start with the body itself. So the four element meditation actually is starting with the body, but uh, it's a type of meditation that is classified into samatha. So uh, when you start to do that, it is used for calming the mind. 
but it will not lead you to very high state of samadhi. It can, it can lead you to quite a good state of concentration, but you will not be able to, to, to reach samadhi, uh, to, to reach jhana, absorption, with this practice of uh, uh, four-element meditation. But the four-element meditation actually is more specific. So you don't, you can use it to guard the, 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 the senses, huh? but actually the purpose is a little bit deeper than that. So you are not guarding the sense door with this practice. You are guarding the sense door, but you do something else. That means you become, you, you orient uh, your mind more specifically in the field of, uh, of a meditation topic. That means you are aware of the body and then you constantly direct your attention into the physical elements that are the constituent of your body. But it's not conceptual. You don't use the, you, 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 you can use the, some names to describe the experience, but the meditation itself is based on the experience of these elements. So that's why when this meditation is being taught, or when you learn it, first you have to know the body parts, or you have to know that the, that meditation is related to the body. So the attention is going to be on the body. But uh, when you are doing that, then you go with the experience of the characteristics of these elements. For example, when the, the air, you have the four elements are the air, the, the earth, the fire, and the temperature, or, and the wind. No, not the, sorry, not the wind, but the, the, the water. So, so you can start with any one of them, and then when one element is very clear, then the other elements also are going to be very clear. So you start with the characteristics of these elements, and these characteristics are known through experience. That means uh, what you are feeling, what you are sensing in your body, this, is, this can be classified as uh, physical elements. These can be classified as, uh, as, as elements, but they are uh, labeled or they are uh, understood as the characteristics. For example, if there is a heat, so now you are feeling very hot, for example, then the heat that you are experiencing is one of the, one of the, one of the characteristics of the four elements. If you feel cold, then the, the quality of the cold is also one characteristic of the four elements. If you know like the, the, the fluidity of, of your saliva or the fluidity of the blood that, that is going in your, in, in, in your body, then this is the water element. And uh, uh, when you are breathing in and breathing out, then that quality of pushing you see, you are just pushing. So the movement that is being created in the body by pushing the elements here and there, this is the air element. Like, like the art beat is pushing. So the art beat actually is the air element that is pushing the blood through the body. But the blood 
what is it? The blood is mostly the, the water element. And then the heaviness and the, uh, the roughness, the lightness, this is the earth element. So when we practice the meditation on the four element, then the mind is always directing itself towards what is being experienced in the body. And then by directing the mind again and again on the characteristics that are experienced inside the body, then with that, you build up samadhi, you build up concentration. And then, with the intensity that has been developed but, but by that type of orientation of the mind towards the objects, you start to see the object in different ways. That's why the four-element meditation at the beginning is used mostly to calm the mind, and it is also classified in one of the 40 meditation subjects that the commentaries are explaining. And then these are classified as a samatha meditation object. But because the object itself is not a concept, it, is, uh, it has its own characteristic. Huh? So because of that, that, that meditation object is also leading you to, to, to the practice of vipassana. So first you are using the, the four element meditation just to build up your concentration, just to bring the mind to a very uh, uh, balanced and also a very good quality of, uh, of mind. Huh? And then with the same object that has been helpful to build up your samadhi, you, are, you, you start to perceive the object in a different way. That means the object being the four elements in the body, you start to perceive the body just uh, as the four elements. And then that perception of the body as the four elements is the entry towards vipassana. And also the four element meditation is what has somehow to be done when you are starting vipassana, when you start to differentiate with the mental phenomena and the physical phenomena. Because in the vipassana, that's all we have to observe. We have to observe the mind, or we, are, we have to observe the physical uh, things, the physical phenomena. So when we are starting, normally we start with the physical phenomena, and then we see them as the four elements. And then when this is clear, then the mind also is being seen in, that, uh, in, in a deeper way, by way of element also. I don't know, like, if you practice it, then you, you, you will know what, the, what, is, uh, what it means, you see. But just by explaining like that, I don't know if it is clear. But for example, the Mahasi meditation, no? The Mahasi method. So if you are very technical, huh, and then you want to classify, you want to understand what, how, the, the, the Mahasi Sarado will explain his method in regard to the orthodox Theravada uh, meditation. So when he explains his method, he says that now the yogis are observing rising and falling of the abdomen. But actually, he says, and this is what it is 
it, and this is what it is, actually you are observing the air element. So the rising and falling of the abdomen is nothing than the meditation on the four elements, but just on one element. So if you do that method systematically, then the air element will become very clear, and then from the air element, the other three elements uh, are going to, 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 to be perceived. But he does not explain that so much. And then he emphasized just, okay, now you are, you are just seeing the rising and falling of the abdomen. But if you go, if you want to understand, and also if you want to do it completely, it relates to the four element meditation. So when you are watching the rising and falling of the abdomen, you can use that to calm the mind. And also you can use that as an investigation of physical phenomena. So now I will, I will try to, the question, another question is uh, that I describe the difference between concentration practice and what I call doing nothing or just watching the mind. You said that these practices could stabilize us for vipassana. Can you describe practically the difference between watching, noticing when uh, X arise in the mind and vipassana? So again, it is a question of distance. It is the question of having a psychological distance towards the object. So when you are guarding the door of the senses, then it is a very general type of awareness. So you don't go into the detail. You either look at the, you, you either notice very carefully you orient your attention towards any kind of uh, sense objects. And then you are just aware. You don't give more importance to one sense door or to one sense object rather than another one. You are just very general. You see, you, you, you listen to the sound, you, you are aware of the touch, and then you are aware of this, you are aware of that. In a very general way, that is going to give you the possibility to, 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 to guard the mind, so that the mind does not get invaded. So uh, this, I call that the psychological distance towards the, uh, towards the object. There is no investigation and there is no specific directing of the mind towards an object like uh, <coughs> the body, for example. So that's why if we, if we do that, then we can do that at the beginning of our practice, when the mind, when we just settle in the, in the sitting meditation or when we are standing or when we just want to start the meditation. Then we can just relax huh? and then we are just in the present moment, we are just aware of whatever sense or whatever sense object is presenting to the mind. We don't choose. But actually, what makes the difference is that the, you give a kind of quality to the mind to the extent that you are able to protect the mind from being invaded. Huh? So just being in the present moment with a general awareness, this can be called uh, guarding the sense door. But when you want to practice samatha meditation, then the object towards which you are going to direct the mind has to be more stable. 
that means you purposely, again and again, direct your mind towards an object. Like if you are practicing anapana, then of course the fact of practicing and directing your mind again and again on the object of the breath is going to guard the mind. Huh? But it is the, 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 the mind is closer to the object and also it is purposely eating again and again an object so that you can develop momentum, you can develop samadhi. So you are just watching the breath and then if you want to, 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 to succeed like that, then again and again you are not distracted with the senses, you are not distracted with what is happening in the body, you are just watching the breath, the incoming breath, and then the outgoing breath, the incoming breath, the outgoing breath. You don't give so, so, so much importance to the mind because you are training your mind to develop a concentration. That means you just hit, you try to hit the, 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 the target again and again. And then this is going to build up samadhi, which can bring you a, a state of concentration. So not only the breath, but all the meditation subjects that are related to samatha have the same principles. Like if you are doing the four element meditation, it's the same thing. Again and again, you are aware of, of the characteristic of pushing and then the characteristic of uh, 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 supporting and then the hardness. And again and again, you are directing the mind towards uh, your object of observation, which is the four element seen, as the, uh, seen in the body. But uh, with the practice of samatha, then the samadhi that you are developing is actually going so close to the object that at a certain point, the mind can enter in the object with absorption or the object becomes so close to the mind that the objects just cover the mind altogether. And this is the time of absorption. So the mind is just, I mean, like in Anapanasati, the mind gets absorbed in the nimitta, or it gets absorbed into the breath itself, which is perceived mentally. And then with the other types of uh, meditation subject, it is the same. Even if you practice metta, then the mind gets absorbed in, in, the, in the object towards which you train your mind to be aware. Huh? So the, 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 the psychological distance between the mind and the object does not exist anymore. The mind is completely absorbed in the object. But with the practice of vipassana, the mind does not get absorbed in the object, but nevertheless, the mind is very close to the object. And uh, I will take the simile of a towel. So, this is a towel. And then when you are guarding the senses, you are just aware of this sense, and then this object, and this object, and then you are aware that the mind does not get Lost, the mind does not get unbalanced. That's also, it's all everywhere. But uh, when you are specifically orienting your mind towards uh, an object of concentration, it is like uh, you have the vitaka and vichara. That means the initial application of the mind, and then the sustained uh, continuous application of the mind. So uh, we could say that. Uh, 
the the purpose or the function of the applied uh, vitaka and then the vichara is just to hold the towel. So one initial application of the mind will be like this. You take the towel and then you know this is this is my object that I am looking on. And then the other uh, sustained application of the, of the mind will also take the object like this. So uh, when you practice the samatha, huh, then the mind has to hold the object with uh, vitaka and vichara. But uh, then you look at the object, you look at the object, but so much that, that, that you, you, you get absorbed like this, you see? So then you get lost, you see, it's like this. Uh, you like it when you don't see me, huh? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> but with the practice of vipassana, then you are still looking at the object, huh? but at a certain distance. But it's not far away. Like if you practice just restraining or guarding the senses, then you don't need so much of that holding of, of, of the object. So the difference with, between guarding the senses and then between uh, an exercise of samatha and then between an exercise of vipassana is just the, the psychological distance that you will have towards the object. Because also, when we practice vipassana, the objects of the mind have to be very clear. It's not just general awareness like this. You have to know what you are looking at. And then you have to be able to hold the object and then see the characteristic. You just don't... <coughs> so first, you have to hold the object very carefully. And then, for that purpose, you need the vitaka, and then you need, you need vichara. So all the time when you're practicing vipassana, you look at the object like this, and then like this, and then like this, and then like that. No? So this is the investigating mind that is used with the insight. So that's why when you start your meditation, and then you are just relaxing, you see, and then you just calm down the mind, you see in the present moment, then there is no such investigation, either with the samatha or either with the vipassana. It is just aware of the, pres of the present moment, but with some kind of quality. Is it, is it clear enough? Yeah, it's clear enough, huh? Yes. Yes, but uh, if you jump from one object to the other object and then you don't investigate the object of which you are looking, then, then it's not enough. So if you are looking at the object that is predominant, but you are looking at it with this, you see, and then you, 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 you see what the object is really is, not, not like, okay, now this object and that object, Huh? Then, then you are practicing vipassana. That's why also, like uh, the first question, or what I said yesterday, is that if you start with guarding the sense door, huh? then if you have a lot of quality with that attention, eventually you are going to understand these three things. 
And that's why if you start properly with any one of these uh, three or four methods that I said, the, the animals, you know, the six animals, or watching the sense objects, or watching the mind, if you do it very carefully, you will come to see actually the three components of the experience. That means you are watching the, sense, the, the, the object very carefully, but at a certain point, you will see that uh, these objects are related to the sense doors, and these sense doors are actually the body process. So the interaction of the body sensitivity towards the objects that is being uh, contacted is understood. So you, you, so you understand the object, you understand the sense doors, and then you understand also the mind. So the dynamic of these three have to be understood when you practice vipassana. So by starting by any of them, you will, you will realize that, uh, that okay, now the, 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 the process of experience is conditioned by these, the, by these three things. So that means you, the, 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 the attention is so careful that you are seeing the whole component of the, uh, of the experience, not only a general type of awareness. So that's why if, uh, if, you, if you practice, okay, now whatever uh, sensation is predominant, you observe it. If you observe it properly, then you will see that actually the, 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 the experience is based on, the, on, the, on, on an object, like a, a tactile uh, contact, and then also it is based on the body sensitivity, if it's a physical experience, and also you will see that the, the experience of it is the consciousness that is, that is, uh, yes, that is there because you put your attention there, then the consciousness is there. And then from these three, then the, 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 the aspect of contact is arising, and then all uh, together the other mental factors. So that's why the careful observation on whatever uh, experience you, you have um, that is predominant, if you do it properly, then this is also vipassana. But if you do it uh, very generally, and then you are just controlling the sense doors, huh? because you are just aware of the sense, uh, you, and then this is predominant, and then this is predominant, and then you are just jumping from one sense to another sense. Huh? So this is not enough of an investigation. Because uh, before we, 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 we understand with insight the phenomena, the phenomena themselves, they have to be clearly uh, understood. They have to be uh, clearly distinguished. Then after that we can see the characteristics of the Anicca and all that. But before the specific characteristics of these experiences have, have, uh, have to be delimited. That's why also I said that uh, that uh, the practice of guarding the senses like this, it can be a place of resting or it can be a state of uh, uh, just having a break when you are doing a lot of vipassana or a lot of samatha. Because with the samatha or vipassana, then always you are holding your object, you see. Either you are getting absorbed in it or you, are, you, are, you, you, you use your... Uh, uh, your mind to analyze it here and there. So sometimes you can get tired 
by doing that. So when you get tired, you say, okay, now I take a break, and you are just aware of the present moment. You are aware of the quality of your mind, or you are aware of the sense objects, or you can also be aware of just your, your physical position. But, but without uh, deepening your uh, analysis of uh, what is happening. So in that way, it's a way to, to, to relax, and also it's a way just to, just to keep... Uh, just to keep on the right track. Because uh, also the advantage that we see in that is that uh, if you don't have that uh, alternative, that means that uh, if you are very skillful in samatha, I mean, if you just think that meditation is, is getting very absorbed in the, ob in the object, when you lose the object of your concentration, you are lost, and then you don't know what. The, then the mind is just running here and there, and you, are, you have no control. So if you do it step by step, once you are higher, you see, with samatha or vipassana, when you are able to to really have all of your object very carefully, then uh, then it's fine. But when you lose that type of uh, control, then then if you don't know that you can also just. Uh, remain in a skillful mental state without uh, forcing so much, then, uh, then, then it is very useful if you, if, you are, if you know how to do it. I mean, it's not very difficult. But if you know the difference, then it is very useful. So there is also a question about uh, does the celibacy speed up the process of awakening? If not, then why did the Buddha and monastics engage in this practice? So, of course, like uh, if uh, someone is naturally celibacy uh, will come naturally. So, For some people, it can it can uh, speed up the process of awakening because you are not distracted. You don't get caught up in things that are uh, that are uh, that that need to be uh, to, to 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 be bypassed. So it is it is important, and uh, the maybe the. Uh, the Buddha's teaching actually does not deny sense pleasure, but uh, it says that uh, sense pleasure need to be understood. That means we need to see the gratification, huh? and then we need to see the limitation. That means the danger that is in the sense pleasure. And then we also have to come to understand the, the escape from, from, from this uh, the, the nuts we are forming with attachments to these sense desires. So, for that reason, celibacy is a, is a way to, to, to understand something more of the limits that the sense pleasure are giving to you. But it, uh, it has to be something that comes uh, naturally.
So I don't know if it is clear enough for that. So I think it's enough for tonight. But if we understand that uh, the difference with uh, guarding the sense, guarding the sense door, and then the practice of a specific samatha, and then the practice of a specific vipassana, then it's, it will be uh, very useful. It will be very useful. So I hope uh, the explanation was clear enough. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.